There's a phrase we hear again and again in the New Testament, particularly in this Easter season, of things being done by the power of the Holy Spirit. Something obviously very worthy to focus on, on Pentecost, when we think of the descent of the Holy Spirit. But if we were to think, well, what is the power of the Spirit? How could I have that work in me? What would that look like? What would I need to do? Well, I'd like to propose to you today that a useful focus for that would be to think of Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. So we're now in the month of May, which is her May month, a good time to think of her. We are today on the Feast of Pentecost with the Holy Spirit. But one of the titles of Our Lady is Spouse of the Holy Spirit, that there is a, a unique relationship between her and the Holy Spirit that can help us figure out how to have the Holy Spirit more at work in our lives. So, first time we hear Our Lady mentioned in the Gospel, the angel Gabriel comes from heaven and greets her. And the angel Gabriel asks her to be the mother of God, and the angel Gabriel says how this will happen, that the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And she would conceive. And so she has this mystical union, this mystical marriage with the Holy Spirit. And so she has this title, Spouse of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's actually referred to a number of times with respect to Our Lady's incidences in the Gospel. So the very next thing that happens in the Gospel, Our Lady then rushes to her cousin Elizabeth. She'd heard that her cousin Elizabeth was pregnant, and so she rushes to help her in her pregnancy. And when Our Lady gets to Elizabeth, Elizabeth greets Our Lady and says, Who am I? Who is Elizabeth that the mother of God should come to me? And Our Lady then bursts into this hymn of praise that we call the Magnificat. And that's relevant in two ways. On one level, that that hymn burst forth from her as a, a working of the Holy Spirit in her. But also what Our Lady refers to in that hymn of the Magnificat also indicates to us what we need, what we need to imitate in Our Lady if the Holy Spirit's to be active in us. So she says in the Magnificat, he has cast down the mighty but raised up the lowly. And Our Lady herself, she was lowly, she was humble, and was raised up by the Lord. And yet, when I'm proud, when I'm not humble, when I'm proud, I can't listen to others, and I can't listen to the Holy Spirit. When I'm mighty and content in myself, I don't realise that I need to ask for help and call on the Holy Spirit. Our Lady, in contrast, was humble, not proud. And although at that moment she sang the Magnificat, she was doing a great thing. She was becoming the mother of God, the, the greatest role that any human beings ever had. And yet she doesn't describe this greatness to herself, but points to the Lord, saying how great he is. 
And as a consequence, because she was humble, she was lowly, the Lord did something great in her and the power of the Spirit was active in her. Now let me notice the final thing, in a sense, how we can see the Holy Spirit active in Our Lady and perhaps, in a sense, the most unexciting but the most everyday, what we need also, therefore, every day. So we know it's a truth of faith that Our Lady was sinless, that she was immaculately conceived and continued to be sinless all through her life. What's called, she was the Immaculate Conception. When the angel Gabriel came to her, he greeted her not Hail Mary, as we say in the prayer, but that the name he gave her was Hail Full of Grace. And the, the Greek word that we kind of don't get the full meaning of in the English, but the, the Greek full of grace implies that something had already been worked in her in the past, that she was already made full, full of grace. And the thing of Our Lady is that she didn't just start out full of grace in her conception, but that every moment she continued to cooperate with it. And what is grace? It's it's the working of the Holy Spirit in us. The sanctifying action of the Holy Spirit in us. She cooperated every moment with what the Holy Spirit was prompting her to do. And so by moment by moment, she wasn't busy with her greatness or busy with thinking of her needs. She was living love, living peace and joy living in union with her spouse, the Holy Spirit, in a, a lifelong relationship. And that Spirit strengthened her to do what she couldn't do alone. So we hear of her at the foot of the cross, having to endure seeing her son suffer on the cross. How did she have the strength to do that? Well, the Holy Spirit strengthened. So to conclude, for ourselves, if we want this power of the Spirit, well, let's look to Our Lady. Let's look to her example. Let's not have mistaken notions of our greatness or mistaken notions that, well, I can do it myself. Well, if we are lonely, lowly as she was lowly, if we call on His strength, if we commit ourselves to him as she did to her spiritual spouse, then we'll allow the space for him to come and work in us with his power.